Corey Hybe, Chris Harrington, and Aaron Courtney, three broads, bringing you stories and strategies exploring manufacturing topics that challenge the status quo while laying the foundations for future success. Together with special guests, they'll celebrate what's working and unpack what is not so you can learn, grow, and succeed. You want to learn more about your hosts? Make sure to listen to episode one. Chris, you little red hot face there. What's going on? Oh, yeah. You know, I just completed my morning routine. Ooh, Every wow. morning, you know, it's first coffee, then it's reading, then it's a little email work. And then, you know, I got to get my workout in before I start the day. So this is pretty much what I end up with this red hot face for about at least two to three hours into the day after my workout. I don't glisten when I work out. I just sweat. That's just the reality. <laughs> schedule video recording calls immediately after working out. Smart. Erin, <laughs> you got a morning routine? I do. It's not mine. It's my kids. Oh. Get up, make the coffee, yell at your children for 20 to 30 minutes to get their shoes on, et cetera, and get their cute little butts out the door. That's my morning routine. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, this is what I want my morning routine to be. And then what the reality is. Oh, I'm good. Um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I do follow through, I do a little uh, bike ride in the morning, little meditation, um, try to do some reading and little brain stimulation with the uh, Wordle. I'm on the Wordle. Oh, right oh I love, love Wordle. Some Wordle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's change the conversation a little bit because we've got Kurt sitting here and wondering what the heck we're doing. But uh, <laughs> our guest today is Kurt Anderson. Super excited to have him on this show. Yeah, Kurt founded an e-commerce company in 1995 that has ranked three times on the Internet Retailer Magazine Top 1000 e-commerce companies. Kurt is the author of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret and founder of B2Btail.com and e-commerce resource guides for manufacturers. Kurt, welcome to the show. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm on. Dude, I like, wait, you know what? I have to call my mother real quick because I made it on the broadcast, man. My mother is going to be so proud. She was, you know, oh my God. So guys, all right, before we get started, I do, I have one caveat. So this is between us. So maybe the listeners on to listen to this. I'm not a young man anymore, and I don't know if my heart can handle this program. Lori and Aaron at the same, you know, I do okay when I get you guys one at a time, but so if anything, call 911, tell my wife I love her. So, all right, let's get into the program. Let's, let's go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Rock and roll. Let's do this. Super excited to have you here. We all love you, and uh, you've been a great asset and, and advocate for all of us on different levels. and. Uh, most importantly, a huge advocate for manufacturing, and that's why we want we want to hear your story and 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 help you share some of your expertise. So let's dive into it. And I know one of the things you're really a big fan of is niching down. I want to talk about why is niching down such a critical step when it comes to e-commerce and digital marketing for manufacturers. Well, Lori, Hybe, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So you know what? 
guys, you know, I know this might be coming out a little bit later. You know what Lori did for me this week? God bless her soul. She spoke at Temple Tell University us. for me this week. So oh, Lori, awesome. how, how did that go? I know I'm supposed to, you're supposed to be asking me questions. How did oh yeah, Temple no, um, it was great. It was fantastic. There was a uh, probably about 40 or so people on the webinar. I had some amazing oh. questions and you know, when, when people want to connect with you on LinkedIn, after you give a presentation, yeah. that's always like a very big, um, you know, a, I, I appreciate it. It, it means yeah. I did a good job. So um, yeah. I thought it went well. Thank you for the introduction. To absolutely. Do that. I appreciate it. I knew you were going to absolutely rock it. So, uh, all right. So we'll tie this in with niching down. So niching down. So, you know, I don't know if you guys knew if you're aware, like two years ago or so, this little thing kind of came over the world. This like this pandemic type thing. Oh. I don't know. Did oh, you guys know? Erin, did you know <laughs> about this thing it. at all? Did you know? That I, this you know, it came across my news feed. Okay. So just in case you missed it, there was like this little <laughs> pandemic thing that happened. And so I'm sitting here like, man, what am I going to do? So I went on, I went on, uh, do you guys use Google slides? I'm like, I might write a yes. book. I'm like, Hey, how to make a living on Google slides. So I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm going to throw this little webinar together mm -hmm. and I'm going to niche down. Right. And Chris, mm -hmm. what do we like to say? I would like to niche down till it hurts, baby. <laughs> hurts man oh, what? <laughs> niche down till it hurts because you know what who wants a niche down who wants to tell that customer no i'm not a good fit i've just i've had yeah. two clients this week yeah. i'm just like i'm not a good fit for them i just i know i'm not they know you know it just doesn't work you know it's like guys if we were all single we're going on a date and like you know say you had your caveat of like no smoking and every Ooh. first date cigarette pops out. You're like, you know what? Something, there's a disconnect here, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to niche down and you have to understand like your limitations, what you're not always great at. So uh, a couple of years ago, started doing all these webinars and my preach, my speak, if you will, is to, is e-commerce to manufacturers. And boy, this COVID thing really kind of uh, mm -hmm. lifted this topic to the rise mm -hmm. prior to that. Like, you know, there was a lot of uh, me in the woods yelling, <laughs> Karen, if a tree falls in the woods, does it really fall? I don't know. So, oh my God, I could go on with that one. You don't want to get me started. <laughs> so I think what's critical is you have to niche down. And guys, we are all in this manufacturing space and all three of you probably will attest to this. How many of our manufacturers, God bless their souls. We love them with all of our heart. However, they try to be a little bit of everything to everybody. You know, mm -hmm. hey, I do CNC. I do 3D printing. I do mm -hmm. circuit boards. Well, hey, who's your ideal client? Well, anybody that needs a circuit board and you're like, well, dude, wait a minute. Like that's a pretty big scope, you know? So Lori, my answer to your question, we want to really laser focus, you know, focus on that ideal client, focus on what you're absolutely best at, stay in your strike zone and just crush it for that client. Mm -hmm. That's my little niche thing for you. How's that? Yeah, I love that. And and can you talk about how it ties in a little bit deeper for manufacturers and the global marketing strategy? I mean, especially in, in that in the digital space with regards to the showing up even online. Absolutely. I would be honored to. So let's, <laughs> all right, niche down till it hurts. Guys, man, I love that line. How does it hurt? It hurts when you tell a customer, no, it hurts when you, uh, man, there's revenue on the table, right? But we're mm -hmm. struggling, we're floundering, so on and so forth. So I'm going to tie in with my webinars, little workshops type thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I was doing these webinars, these little workshops, and I'm like, you know, I can't be the smartest guy in the room. I need other, other people to make me look really smart. You know who I contacted last October to really crush it for me in training? Who? Lori Hybe, right over there in the mm -hmm. right corner. So Lori mm -hmm. stepped up mm -hmm. on the stage and just absolutely crushed it. And Lori, and you did an absolutely amazing job. And what we talked about, uh, you know, keyword strategy, okay? 
uh, content. You have that little matrix thing, man. I think about that all the time. So Lori at Keystone Click has wonderful tools, resources for manufacturers out there. And I love them. Our clients love them. And again, because we laser focus and niche down. Mm-hmm. I've, Chris, you'll love this. I've even niched down more. I've discovered when a client is extremely savvy and sophisticated yeah. on SEO, I'm almost not a good fit for them. You know who my, my, we'll call it my soulmate. And we'll get into that in a second. You know who my soulmate <laughs> is? My soulmate is that brilliant manufacturer, 40 employees. And they say this, what is SEO? (laughs) And it took me, it's taken me two years to discover that. But I just like, I had an epiphany, like just recently. And I was talking to our mutual friend, Nicole Donnelly at the Donnelly Marketing Group. And I was like, Nicole, if they say, and they're a brilliant manufacturer, they have 40, 50 employees. And they say, what is SEO? That's my soulmate, man. That's my yeah. ideal client. So Lori, uh-huh. to answer your question, what I strongly encourage, welcome and invite your audience to think about is really niche down in who is your soulmate. And I know it hurts to tell someone, maybe they're just outside of your, your lane, but man, when you can stay in your lane, you just absolutely crush it. That's where you're going to find success. In my little humble opinion. I love, yeah, I love so the connection. Good. And the analogy you you kind of answered in the first time, but the soulmate is a fantastic way to illustrate this. But when you're on that first date and you're saying if they're a smoker, it's a no go. I mean, like literally right away, you're checking the boxes or un- and saying no no go or it's a go go. No no or let's go go. Right. We won't, Aaron. We won't get too deep into that. But you're right. So. How do you get that second date? And I'll just, I'll, I had a, I had an email last night. So I do a lot of work with the MEPs. We know those mm-hmm. manufacturing yeah. centric mm-hmm. partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I was connected with a couple of folks that are a little, sometimes uh, they're almost tipping their toe on the retail side. Right. And maybe yeah. 12, 15 years ago, when I had my e-commerce business, that would have been my strike zone. That would have been my jam, if you will. But mm-hmm. I've really kind of taken myself in a different direction. They're looking Etsy. They're looking Shopify. They're looking like mm-hmm. hardcore TikTok you know, conversion, selling ones and twos, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I know, hopefully we're going to talk about this. My jam is really like that custom manufacturer that doesn't necessarily have that preparatory product, or if it is an OEM, they're in the supply chain somewhere. So again, enough about me. It's about our audience. Yeah. Niche down till it hurts. But let me finish that sentence for everybody, Chris. We want to niche down till it hurts. So good. <laughs> right? It's down because now you feel good because you want to go on that second date. You want to go on that third date. And now you're going off to the, the county fair and <laughs> you're having great weekends and you're falling in love with your soulmate. So that's, that's how's that? I'll stop on that. Yeah. And it's good for everybody, right? It's good for the manufacturer it's and good it's for good everybody. for their customer because now they've got that perfect match. I just love that. So let's build on, I know yep. you love working with custom manufacturers. So how, can they get into that e-commerce party that we're all talking about? Oh man. So today, I don't know what day this is going to come live, but it's uh, what is today? I don't even know what today is, but today, this morning, I put out a post on LinkedIn. You guys, are you sitting down for Lori? Mm-hmm. Chris, you guys sitting down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know how big pop quiz, ready? How mm-hmm. big is the B2B e-commerce market going to be in 2028? Aaron, does anybody know? Yes, huge, huge. Chris, huge. give me a number. Anybody, anybody have a number? Let's take a guess. 215 One, trillion or something. 1 billion, maybe a couple trillion. What? 25 trillion. 
Wow. What? Huge. T, that's guys, that's with a T, trillion. Do you remember wow. her awesome powers when Dr. Evo, it was like $1 million, right? <laughs> guys, 25, let's say together on, 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 on one, one, ready? Trillion. 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 25 trillion. 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 growth year over year over year. Just what I found when I had my e-commerce business a hundred years ago, just being an (laughs) e-commerce, I didn't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Just being an e-commerce, I was almost guaranteed, 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 guaranteed 20% growth year over year, just by being an e-commerce. And some of those years were 40, 50%. It was just, wow. I'm yeah. just gonna be part of it. So, all right, let's get in there. I I have this head explosion emoji popping up right now. Mind blown. All right. So let's, let's talk cost of manufacturers, Chris. Chris Harrington from Gen Alpha Technologies. My man, I love Chris Harrington. So, all right, let's talk about custom manufacturers. We love our custom manufacturers all the time. I hear all the time. E-commerce isn't for us. E-commerce isn't Ooh. our jam. E-commerce Ooh. is not our thing, so on and so Ooh. forth. And I know Aaron being at Earthling Interactive, the e-commerce stars that you are, <laughs> you hear it as well, right? And Aaron and I might be a little bit biased. So I'm going to tie in two points here. So back to our niche down till it hurts so good. How do you niche down till it hurts so good? Well, if somebody comes to me and they want like a high level magento project, for example, and that's not really my thing, but I would love to be a part of it. I'm going to pull in another subject matter expert like yep. the team at Earthling Interactive, just like I pull in my, my dear friend, Lori, to crush it at Temple University. When I surround myself and align myself with rock stars, it just kind of gives me a little ounce of credibility, makes me look a little bit better. So let's get into custom manufacturers. Custom manufacturers, they make something for somebody else. They make something for somebody else, right? They mm-hmm. feel left out of this whole OEM proprietary product. Man, yeah. we're left out, right? Yeah. If you are a custom manufacturer, listen to this, man, call us, call any one of us. <laughs> we're going to have a little, we're, we're going to have a talk, right? If you're an e-commerce and RFQ, by definition, that is commerce. If they do it electronically, that is yeah. by definition, right. e-commerce, right? You do have a proprietary, I'm sorry, if you are a custom manufacturer, lack a proprietary product, let's talk about your 80-20 rule, Chris. Do you have clients that are in that custom space that maybe uh, 20% of their goods are driving 80% of their sales? Does that ever happen? All the time. All the time, right? All the time. time. So if we nip down till it hurts, so instead of thinking, man, I'm a CNC shop, I could CNC for anybody. I could 3D print for anybody. If they would laser focus on what they're absolutely best at, focus on that top 20%, there are golden nuggets of OEM preparatory product opportunities. Because if you make a widget for one company, and I know you, I might get some pushback, say, well, yeah, it's, it's private preparatory you know, discretion, so on and so forth. However, when you make a product in that top 20%, is there another company on God's green earth that could use that product, that process? Yes. So you have a proprietary process. So I'll wrap up on this. We want to scale your proprietary process with e-commerce. Okay. I'll leave it. How's it? (laughs) But it's a, Kurt, it's a little risky, isn't it? You're kind of putting yourself out there. You're what, 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 why is it risky? What's, what are, what are people afraid of? Can we get into that? What's, what's hard about doing that? You know, I, I like, okay. I don't know about you guys. So if we were talking about like the morning routine, I don't like, 
does anybody so scared of like the boogeyman under the bed or is that just me or any, Ooh, i'm just asking for a friend Aaron. i don't know not, not really me i was asking for a friend but okay sure. what are people afraid of okay number one let's let's all right let's dig into that buyer persona so when you try to be everything to everybody mm-hmm. become what nothing, nothing to yeah. right? right jack of all trades right. master of none Right. Right. So let's say by, by niche down and laser focusing on, on what you're best at. So let's take two soulmates. Okay. I'm going to take a business owner, business owner owns, uh, you know, a custom manufacturer, 50 employees. What has uh, he or she gone through in the past two years? Labor shortage, supply chain, COVID, safety, my essential, my goodness gracious, how on earth did they stay in business? Right. Yeah. Can I take that risk? I go, you know, man, I took my toe in a pay-per-click and spent 50 grand a year and got burnt. You know, I went to an SEO firm and that's why you need to contact my friend, Lori Hybe at Keystone Click because <laughs> you won't get burnt. That's why. So, they've been burnt in the past. And so now this whole e-commerce thing is they're, they're afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm telling you, sure. and I know all four, of you, all four of us would attest, Chris, you would attest with your gen alpha technology. Yep. Once that cash register rings once, once that email hits their phone with a sale, man, they just can't get, it's like a drug. Am I, am I right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like a drug. So that's, you know, the, the, so going to the fear factor, you know, I have like this little guide. I have like the 10 point why on why you need to get an e-commerce yesterday for manufacturers. There are just so many enormous benefits for e-commerce. You have, and here's the thing, Aaron, and I'll stop on this. Yeah. We're all big sports fans. I know we have a big hockey player on the stage here today, but we're all big sports fans. You know what I tell manufacturers, which, you know, we can talk, we can strategize, we can put things on the board, blah, blah, blah. Dude, get in the game. And e-commerce is so inexpensive. You could hire my friend, Lori Hybe and throw up a WordPress website, add WooCommerce, and you could, be, you could have an e-commerce store for, my goodness, cheap, very cheap. <laughs> Get yourself in the game and just yeah, get find started. Out, find yeah. out for yourself, you know. Yeah. I'll, and I'll I'll stop on this. <laughs> I always tell my daughter, always never turn down a food. Try your because you never know your next favorite food. Just taste it. Just yeah, taste it. that's good. You yeah. never know your next favorite food. E-commerce could be your next greatest e uh, income in uh, revenue source income source. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah. try it, man. And if it's a $5,000 mistake, move on. Right. Oh, I'm done. Right. You're not done. I've got more for you. Bring it in hot. So <laughs> one of the things that caught my ears, you said fear of the unknown. And, you know, there's, an, there's something else I know you're a big fan of, and that's configurators. And I think configurators are interesting because they kind of help mitigate that unknown, right? They kind of help like the buyer understand and visualize what it is that, that they're trying to uh, get accomplished with this product that is available online that maybe they're not physically touching. So tell us about why you like those configurators. Aaron. What? Shame on you, man. That's like, that's like, you know, <laughs> my favorite cookie when you know that I'm on a diet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up a configurator. Are you like, man, Chris, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we had really. Are we going to go there? We're going to let's oh, do it. We're doing do it. it. Let's Make do it. it. Come on. Okay, if you are a manufacturer and you mm-hmm. are out there and you are, you're like, what is this configurator thing that she's talking about? It's mm-hmm. just this little tool to put on your website 
for your ideal buyer, that soulmate, to engage with you as quickly as humanly possible. I think that's my blog post next week. How to, <laughs> how to make it as easy as humanly possible to do business with you. That's easy. my blog post next week. There you go. Easy, yes. The configurator, what it does is, Lori, you remember, we love to preach at our little DWI workshops. How can I help that ideal buyer, that soulmate, make a buying decision on a Friday night without having to wait for us to open up our doors on a Monday morning. That's exactly what that configurator does. Mm -hmm. Gen Alpha offers a dynamic, powerful configurator. I'm sure the team at Earthling Interactive could come up with a wonderful. Oh, we do. We've, we've made them. We love them. How does it go? How does it go? How does it go? Well, let me ask you this. So let's say, let's, let's do a little role play. Oh, sure. Yeah, so let's, let's say that there's a manufacturer out there and they're like, Hey, you know, you kind of pique my curiosity, but I'm a little bit resistant to change and mm-hmm. I'm not sure the investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so we're talking about that person that we're, that we had in mind that might be resistant to this. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you found at Earthling Interactive as far as mm-hmm. like busting through that resistance with uh, configurators? Find out what's working now. And usually it's trade show or somebody <laughs> visiting or, you know, some physical experience with the product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So especially during pandemic, that's not possible. We can't do that. It's a really important to your customer. I'm hearing from you that they get a chance to engage with your product. Mm-hmm. What if they could do that? Except it's even more awesome. Mm-hmm. They can play around with colors. They can play around with components. They can really experience the possibilities and guess what? You're halfway there. You've got CAD drawings of your stuff. I know you do because you have to yeah. send them on over here. We'll put a little whoop de doody on there and make it just the coolest thing you ever saw. And your customers are going to love it. And you're not even yet customers are going to love it because they get a chance to understand you better than they would have because they're not going to go to that trade show. They're just curious. And then you pick their interest with an amazing actually pretty simple, but amazing configurator. Absolutely. And let, so Lori Hybe, let's throw on our SEO hat, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say hypothetical role play. Let's say that a manufacturer lands on somebody's website and there's a little configurator. Is time on site, are there mm-hmm. any benefits to time on site mm-hmm. by any chance? Oh, absolutely. Time on site is extremely powerful. And that is one of the many gazillion factors that Google looks at when they consider who are they going to put at the top of the search results when someone types in a specific query. So time on site is telling Google that this is really valuable information and that's their ultimate mission is to provide value to the people that are using their search engine. So playing with a configurator definitely increases overall time on site, huge benefit, win-win for everyone all around. And when you're talking, when you're engaging with that soulmate, what else is it doing? It's avoiding that soulmate checking out the competitor's website. So by engaged. Yeah. And Lori, you're going to love that. We had like a little epiphany and I know it sounds like, you know, Mr. Captain obvious, where was this years ago? So get a client <laughs> that had a, a dynamic, wonderful, powerful, amazing configurator. They it's opened up the door to multiple, multiple fortune 500 companies, Boeing, SpaceX, the mm-hmm. list goes on game changer for this company. Well, it creates a product in the, pro- the way they've configured it. It's almost like making this little t-shirt here. You see my mm-hmm. t-shirt guys today. I wore this just for you. You see this? <laughs> <laughs> we 
got to tell the audience what it is. says. We got to tell people. I, we, so, um, or I okay, I'll do it. Yes. It's, it's hilarious. You kind of have to see it. We should take it's a so, picture of it and put it in the show notes. Is what we there do. you go. Is that yes. it? Okay, you yeah. got to you got to come to the show. Ah, notes. Screenshot yes. right now. Wait, wait. Yeah. Screenshot. Put it up again. One more time, Kurt. There we go. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's awesome. You're going to get a real tickle out of this one. (laughs) Never saw that before. All right. Were you going to tell him? Well, okay. Yes. It's a lobster in a pot. (laughs) Say no to pot. (laughs) Like a big boiling pot of water. Yeah. Just look. Check back in the show notes. So, all right. Sorry. (laughs) You can get a visual in the show notes. Hey. Chris, were we talking about something? All right, let's get back to the configurator, right? And all right, this is a very serious show. This is a very serious topic, right? Okay, let's talk configurator. So Lori Hybe, you're going to absolutely love this. It's basically like creating a t-shirt. So let's, and and man, Chris, we, you know what? We should have like a little game show. You and I should run a game show and it'd be like stump, stump, stump us with a configurator challenge. Because I, I, in any custom manufacturer, I would argue that a configurator fit, there should be a configurator with every single manufacturer in the country. In my, I humble. agree. Yeah. Right. I agree. Standard. 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 Just I like feel- you're saying with t-shirts, I think this is where you're going. I go, I did on my phone. I got on my phone. I had a funny idea for a t-shirt. 10 minutes later, I was looking at the t-shirt that I wanted. That was me. And I wanted it. And I think that's what you can offer for your customer is like, I want that. I'm not thinking about it. I want it. Yep. That's right. And, that's, and, and Chris, you know, my, my, uh, I want to be a manufacturer when I grow up t-shirt. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I found a t-shirt shop that it was a, it's a baseball. I picked out my baseball shirt, got my colors, Oh, I love put that. out the, uh, I, I did the whole thing. It was like a seven step configurator. Yeah. I was so ecstatic. Yeah. I had the t-shirt the next day. Yeah. Oh, paid, wow. I, yeah. you know, Damon and I were doing our show, so I paid a little extra for shipping, but you know, you get the <laughs> so this company has this little product. It's a, it's a commodity. It's this little product and it's, you know, almost an infinite number of sizes and man, they just had, man, I'll bore you with all these. Uh, so they had a really good one yesterday, for example, right? It's like 150. It's a, normally like a $3 item. They had a hundred, somebody made a $150 version of this product. So Lori, what we discovered is every time that we create a page on WordPress, it's creating a, a live page within the website. Mm-hmm. So now what we've done, what we found was engineer, uh, you know, engineering Elsa would create the, the, the product, right? Then she would be like, you know, Hey, buyer, Bob, go buy this. Well, it mm-hmm. didn't dawn on me. I'm like, well, all she has to do is just get that link, send it down to buyer, Bob down the hall. And now Bob, buyer, Bob can send us that link and it's a live page. Well, mm-hmm. guess what our customer is doing every time they keep, they create that configurated product mm-hmm. They're creating a web page. Mm-hmm. So now what we've done is we've optimized when I say optimize, that's code for AKA Google friendly. So now we've optimized that web page. We have a video on there. We have, we've uh, links, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Nice. Now we've put SEO juice. So now if people are creating configurated, configurated, that's a tough word products <laughs> on a daily basis, we're creating new content, fresh content daily. And we're hammering our keywords on that yeah. page. So now we have like literally, uh, you know, they've, we've created thousands of products in the past. Now we're looking to create thousands of web pages to help uh-huh. us on SEO. So anyway, uh-huh. that's, 
Wow. I on and I, on about the configuration. I, I, oh man, I want to, I know I want to keep talking about this too. Cause I love that. That's actually the best way to <laughs> so do that. Powerful. I know it's extremely time intensive, but um, one, I'm always a fan of do something your future self is going to thank you for. So putting the time <laughs> oh, in now that's yes. so that, you know, if you, Hey, someone yeah. created this one product, yeah. there, there's more than one person on this planet. That's going to be interested in that. Yeah. And they're likely going to go to Google to say, where can I find this red thing? That's 10 by 12. That does yeah. this specific thing. And they're going to go, Oh my gosh, there here it is. is this. And I found yeah. it. And then you're, you're going to be a win. The other thing I want to really touch on, cause I love that we're talking about t-shirts here. A trend that I've observed probably over the last 10 years or so specifically um, heavily in, in the manufacturing space, but the experience we have as consumers in the B2C oh, space mm-hmm. moves and transitions into the sure. B2B space right. within about five to seven years. So right. this experience of, I have an idea for a fun t-shirt, I'm just going to make it and design it and it's going to show up in my mm-hmm. house the next day. We mm-hmm. as consumers have this expectation now, you know, mm-hmm. five, 10 years ago, this was a, a novelty to some extent, but now we are in the know that this is going to happen. So this transition yeah. into the, B, the B2B space, yeah. um, it's going to be an expectation very, very soon. And it is, it is very much coming into that. So to, all, to everyone's point in the conversation today, this is the way of the world. This is the expectation that our customers, our clients, our soulmates have. Mm-hmm. If you're not dabbling in it, you're going to be missing out significantly. Yep. Yeah. C- customer experience, the bar is getting raised every mm-hmm. day. Every time we have an experience in our personal lives, we have new expectations in our professional lives. And Absolutely. it's just happening day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Customer experience, customer satisfaction. It, it, it never been so high, the expectations, but that's great that's because right. that's how you find your soulmate. Like if you're out there, you know, if it's an arranged marriage, that's fine. It's, you know, relatively sustainable, I guess. But when you are able to find your soulmate, that's where the beauty happens and the stories come from. Um, so do that. Make your cus- delight your customer. Who doesn't know about Steve Jobs and Apple and the role that delighting a customer has played mm-hmm. in the juggernaut that is that business model? And there's no reason it can't be done in manufacturing as well. Oh, wow. Okay. This is super heavy conversation. And, but, um, I love it. Lots of brain exploding emojis (laughs) happening. Um, but we got to transition the conversation to what I absolutely love, which is what did we learn? So Chris, I'm going to ask you, what is something that you learned recently? All right. You guys might know this one, but it was new for me. I was uh, recently at a conference and we had this amazing speaker, his name, I don't want to get it wrong. Jeremy Utley. And he is uh, at Stanford University. He runs the Institute of Design. Okay. And he's coming out with a new book called Idea Flow. Um, It's not out yet, but just based on listening to him, he was an excellent speaker, but he talked about the Einstellung effect. Have you guys heard of this before? Can you say it again? The what? The Einstellung effect. So it's okay. almost like Einstein. That's the, the first uh-huh. part of it. Uh-huh. But at the end, it's kind of cut off and it's Einstellung effect. And okay. it's pretty much the opposite of Albert Einstein. And you know, I'm a huge fan of Albert Einstein's as I have my big picture behind yeah. me sitting yeah. here. Um, but, you know, Einstein always 
thought about problems very deeply. He, he played his violin when he would be stuck on a problem. He would step away from the problem and play the violin. And then when he would realize that he had an answer to the problem, he would drop the violin and move back into his office to document whatever he was working on. But the Einstellung effect is that when we, I, we will, uh, the, the first time we have a solution to a problem and, and we'll kind of solve problems similarly to the way we might have solved them before. So once we have an answer to the problem, we stop looking for a better or more efficient answer. So what happens is you, you, you like pick the first answer and then you stop looking. So therefore you're never really searching for what could be more ideas and better ideas to solve a problem. So when, when you become aware of the effect, you can now, when, when you are trying to solve a big problem, and, and you come to that first solution, yeah. it might really just be an easy out. It might not be the best solution. So you oh. can become aware that, oh, there might be a better solution if I can just give myself some time to think about it, be aware of the effect. But apparently this has been researched and documented and tested, and we all have this cognitive bias um, to, to go for that simple answer. So I thought that was such a cool a uh, new piece of information for me to add to my life because uh, I can certainly see lots of times, especially in development of different things, how we come to a solution, but we might not have thought about it long enough to determine, is that really the best solution? So can you, what is that called again? One more time. Okay. I'm going to spell it. E-I-N-S-T-E-L-L-U-N-G. Einstellung effect. Einstellung. It's interesting because one of the things I always tell my team whenever they're stuck on something um, is to come up with three solutions. Yeah, that's and great. And then oh, tell yeah. me which one they think is the right one. Uh-huh. Good so advice. That, that's just something that I try to practice. Um, but that, but I can see how the majority of people are like, okay, I think I've got it. And then they just proceed forward with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and we all naturally do it. It's a cognitive bias. We don't think about it that much. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great one. And, you know, technology demands that of us all the time. And that's what makes it kind of hard because you're like, I don't have my go-to solution and you get a little bit stuck. So if you just give yourself some grace and say, you know what, what I think is the solution might not be it. So let's get creative. I think that's so interesting. Thank you. All right, Erin, what did you learn recently? Well, I was, um, I was going to go in a different direction, but I'm, I'm all about these new vocabulary words right now. I ain't so long as that really tripped me up. And then another one that I learned this week from my, my colleague, Becky, who's, she's just a delight and brilliant. She gave me this word skeuomorphism. And I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to spell it. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's spelled S-K-E-U-O-M-O-R-P-H-I-S-M. Wow. Yeah, it's a doozy. But it's a kind of a cool word because, so you know how when you're working on something like a, a web page or something like that, you need to save, you know how you click a thing that looks like an old floppy disk? That's the symbol to save yeah. something. Which young kids don't understand. They, they, that's exactly <laughs> what it means. And it, it, what, well, what it means to them now is 
it literally means that's what you click, that's the save indicator, but they don't have the reference to the physical object that, that we do, sure. for example, let's sure. date ourselves a bit. <laughs> so using, or when, you know, the funny little picture you have for an image, either the image is missing or it's a drag your image here, drop that little mm -hmm. kind of blue yes. thing. Um, that's another example of it. So skeuomorphism is using those symbols that may have lost their sort of original meaning, um, but using them in design because everybody kind of knows what that indicates that you're supposed to be doing. It's a user experience um, frame. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Very cool word. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I don't, I don't have, um, a new word to share. Really. <laughs> I right. kind of like that. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's enough for one day. Both of yeah. those words are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine, mine's, I guess it's, it's something I, I learned recently, but it's also going to be a little dated when, when this actually publishes, but it's going to be relevant information because I think not a lot of people are aware of that. Um, the universal analytics, which is what Google has right now, is actually going to become end of life. Um, they have pushed the date out a little bit. They just announced it um, that it's going to be now July 2023 that it's actually going to be officially sunsetted. And the new system, which is GA4, um, is, is going to change significantly how we're used to analyzing and reviewing the data with regards to how people are engaging with our website content. So one of the things that um, we've been instilling and recommending to our clients is to actually set up GA4 now mm -hmm. and run it simultaneously alongside Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. So you can start understanding the differences um, in how the data is being collected and what's being presented because mm -hmm. just turning one off and the other on, you're gonna be extremely confused. But um, the, the pushback on the end of life was, was that new piece of knowledge that I acquired this week. Yeah, awesome. that's a, thanks for that. That's a really important one. And it's 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 complicated. It I just want to add something for our listeners and, and maybe you covered this. I didn't quite catch it. But another benefit of um, enrolling GA4 right now is you start your data collection sure. while you're simultaneously running a system you're familiar with. So you can sort of cross reference those and understand what's really going on in GA4. And then you have all that data because you're not going to be able to move your data from your previous system into the new system. Correct. So yeah, cool. Yeah. So Kurt, uh, have you learned anything fascinating or not fascinating recently? I just learned two words that I can't spell or pronounce. <laughs> learned a it's lot like about Dash. <laughs> I learned a lot about GA4. I'm learning a lot about myself this week. I learned I'm I'm 53 years old. You know what I learned recently? I learned I'm I finally figured out what I'm really good at. You guys know what I'm really good at? I finally figured out what I'm really good at. I'm I'm good at admitting what I'm not. Oh, but how's that? So many and things. That ties back I'm in with my niching it. down till it hurts. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know what? And maybe I'll wrap up on this. I didn't think it was humanly possible, but I just learned in the past 40 minutes, I couldn't love the three of you more than no. I, I didn't think it was possible <laughs> before we started this program. And Lori, I didn't even say the word sweetie today. So it's, uh, <laughs> we have a funny private joke about sweetie. So anyway, yeah, it's funny. I just want to share. I'll, so I'll close out on this. <laughs> 
maybe we'll tell it real quick. So <laughs> we have to now, but <laughs> Come on, you guys. I'm sure every I'm sure everybody out there has had just you know this whole COVID thing. We you know now mm-hmm. it's not even cliche. It's like tons of silver linings have come out of COVID, and the three four of us kid around a lot. But I just I can't express my respect my admiration and my professional love to the three of you uh, more. God, you guys are just so awesome. You're supportive. You're brilliant. You make me better, uh, just a better person. And it's just such an honor to be around the three of you. And I'll say this to anybody listening. Okay. And I goof around a lot, but <laughs> LinkedIn live or podcasting, like our lovely, the wild women of Wisconsin here, the WWW, right? The wild women. Of Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, oh we just got a new there. name. <laughs> we need to. WWW broadcast, right? <laughs> the wild woman of Wisconsin. If I didn't, you talk about fear, Aaron, if I didn't have uh, my, my bestie Damon and we started doing this little LinkedIn live thing, we're like, Hey, why don't we do this thing on Fridays? I've interviewed Chris multiple times. Aaron, you've been on multiple times. Lori, Lori's been just a a great advocate. Wonderful uh, man. Her, oh my God, your speaking is uh, her training is just off the charts. Phenomenal. So uh, I, I could go on and on and on, but I just want to tell you guys how much respect and you guys are doing just such great work for manufacturers. All three of you, thank you for your friendship. And again, I'm a girl dad. You guys are an inspiration to me. And I love telling my daughter about you guys and I'll close out on this and my sweetie thing. So (laughs) in October we did our training and Lori came through our training and I always, I'd already felt that we were great friends and just became better friends. And, you know, just, I watched her. Wow my clients, my, my, Mm -hmm. our attendees. And so it just warmed my heart. We've built a nice uh, friendship, a financial relationship. We do business together. So on my birthday, Aaron, I'm a Scorpio on my birthday. (laughs) We we just, I'm like, you know what? I want somebody really special on the show for my birthday. So (laughs) Wesleyan Greer and Lori Hybe did our training for the month Uh of October. And I'm like, I'm going to have Lori Wesleyan. I, Chris, I get a little worked up on my Friday show, just a little, right? I that was had so, to be good. I was so overwhelmed with emotion. I was just so moved. I was just so fired up. And I called one person on the planet this name. It my the most important person on the planet is my daughter. And I call her sweetie. Aww. And I was so overwhelmed by Lori. I'm like, Lori, you are so awesome. And I paused and I'm like, you're such a sweetie. And I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> So as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just got, I'm like, have you guys ever seen Lori on the ice? I'm like, she's like the Lori, have you yeah. ever seen Lori <laughs> like the toughest thing is now. So anyway, I'll stop on that. That's nice. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that is you. a great Love story. It. Love you guys it. Are- what a blessing you are. So oh, you. yeah. Oh, we, we love Kurt, you. We Kurt. love you. We ever. Um, yeah. Kurt, yep. yeah. Thank you. Before we wrap it up, Kurt, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Oh, Chris Friday show, right? Yeah. How about last Friday with Dr. Yuhuru Williams, dude. What a amazing gentleman, wealth of knowledge, uh, inspiration, Damon. love bringing the history in. Yep. I, my co Damon was in tears. We got, we got <laughs> notes. I got notes from people telling me that they were in tears. It was totally so niching down, you know how we're niching down and we'll close out on this. So yeah, LinkedIn, I would love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. That's where we all live. 
I have this fun little Friday show. It's called Manufacturing E-Commerce Success. All the broadcast broads here have been on uh, guests on our show. We bring in high level, amazing people. Do you guys know Dory Clark by any chance? Chris, mm-hmm. you know Dory Clark? So I have Dory Clark. I have the founder of Reebok coming up next month. Cool. Oh, awesome. That's so great. We're yeah. really trying to step up and, and uh, uh, attract, uh, and you know who we're interviewing? Niching down. I speak to manufacturers about e-commerce. We're focusing on inclusion. We're focusing on diversity. So uh, women in manufacturing, diversity in manufacturing. So I'm niching awesome. down even further. So anyway, awesome. that's my speech. That's my preach. God bless everybody. God bless you three. <laughs> Peace out, man. This was thank you, Kurt. Yes, Kurt, the guardian hug. angel of manufacturing. and we're coming, and I'm hey, and I'm coming to Wisconsin, Kurt. Yes, you yes. waiting for you. Yes, waiting. We've got our your beer, are your cheese, you. and your old fashions. It's yep. a Brewers game, man. We're gonna have a good time. Oh, so it's I, gonna I, be great. We're coming out to visit you guys. So, all right. Thank Yay. You. <laughs> well, this is going to wrap up our show's fantastic conversation with Kurt Anderson. Thank you so much for listening. Chris, Aaron, Lori, myself here. We all thank you uh, for the listeners. Please reach out if you have any questions. And I hope you have a fabulous day.